podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. everybody and welcome back to the rewatch project with Hannah and Mike namely for episode number 51 of the podcast. Um, we are recording this uh, on the 26th of December so um, how is your weird bit between Christmas and New Year's going so far? Fine it's felt like a bit of a nothing day for me but then I have literally been sat in a chair not able to do anything yes. all day. Um, we should point out Merry Christmas to everyone by the way we should point out I think because were we all already in the Watchmen episodes when you had your injury I'm just thinking that they'll be probably because actually I'm getting this arse backwards we're returning to talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tonight we are season 3 after a a sorbet a sojourn into the limited series Watchmen so it's probably if you haven't listened to it you should it's really good yeah it's probably worth mentioning that some listeners may not have yeah um uh, what those who are listening specifically for marvel's agents of shield so i'm just wondering if they would be privy to the fact that this is true um they might be they might be i I honestly can't remember where we were in the podcast seven weeks ago i broke my ankle in three places walking down a bush track with my friends and um so i have not been able to put any weight on my foot since then i have had surgery on it i now am the proud owner of 12 screws and two plates in my leg um i am hopefully getting the cast off this week um like my pizza. but uh, not sure what the future holds in terms of moon boots and physio and all that kind of stuff yeah. Uh, but as it currently stands, I am not allowed to put any weight on my foot and have to keep it elevated as much as possible. So I have not been able to really do anything. Yeah. So when Hannah um, says that she has just been sat in a chair all day, I just thought it might be useful to provide some context. Yeah. Not, <laughs> n- not through um, just wanting to be sat in a chair. If anything, I want to be up and doing lots of things and I just can't. Yes, it's, it's, it's against your nature to be so sedentary, isn't it? It really, really is. But here we are. So, Anna, Anna, anyway, listen, tell our listeners what episode of television we're going to be covering this evening. Okay, so we are covering episode one of season three, Laws of Nature. The synopsis for this episode says, Director Phil Coulson and Agent Daisy Johnson lead the charge as S.H.I.E.L.D. searches the world for more powered people in the aftermath of their epic battle with Xiaoyang and her army of Inhumans. However, Coulson and the team soon find out they are not the only group looking for these new Inhumans. It is directed by Vincent Misciano and written by DJ Doyle. Okay. Um, so very much in safe hands. In-house, yes. Uh, it's worth a couple of other things are probably worth mentioning at this point, just from a, a little bit of housekeeping, I guess, because we haven't recorded in a, a short while because of Christmas. Um, first of all, um, just a quick reminder to go over to wearepodsyndicate.com to check out all of the other shows there. Uh, email always appreciated at rewatchprojectpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I've just checked and we haven't had any since the last show. 
but I don't think that's much of a surprise when we consider that it's Christmas. Um, and also we are transitioning from covering one show into another, so yeah. it's a weird point. But we do appreciate the feedback. And do feel free to continue sending feedback about Watchmen. Uh, Absolutely. Because I, I get yep. the feeling that people are actually only just finding them, their way to those episodes at the moment. Well, it's so, very much a case of <clears throat> we, we do them so you can go back to them. Yeah, well, um, yeah exactly. They are library episodes. But yeah. also... What happens is um, every time we go into a new show, it's a little bit like starting a podcast again. Yeah. You know, you get some accumulative kind of carryover. Um, but yes, yeah, so rewatch project podcast at gmail.com. Uh, reviews at Apple Podcasts are also very much appreciated. And uh, yeah, check out all the other podcast uh, pod syndicate shows like Chinstroke vs. Spencer, The Iron Sequel, his film, her movie, Film Bastards, and I'm forgetting one, aren't I? Um, Maybe Iron Sequel. Iron Sequel, yeah. So check out all of those shows. Um, but yeah, so we, we are returning to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after a uh, a brief break. And I've got to say, it's funny because I've been really looking forward to getting back to this just because I enjoy watching the show. But this is the era of the show that I remember the least. For I remember season one and two pretty clearly. And I remember season four as well. So this season, I don't know whether that means... It's a least the least interesting season, or um, just that I was into other stuff when it was on, or it could just be one of those dark horse seasons of TV that I've just slept on. You know, I really enjoyed this first time round, and I'll be interested to see if I enjoy it as much this time round. Um, because I feel like all th- of the first three seasons of Marvel's Agents of Shield have quite a slow ramp up mm. like they all kind of reset and then they go and that changes in later seasons because they kind of without spoiling anything readjust the format of the show a little bit yeah um so i think that it's just that the stuff that's most memorable is stuff from when the storyline has gained momentum there's a, there's a couple of very uh, memorable episodes that i remember from this season because the episodes are just memorable in their own right. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the things to remember going into this particular episode from the season two finale is Zhang is dead. Yeah. Um, and Simmons has been swallowed up by the um, obelisk. Yeah. And, Cal has, and we don't know what's happened Cal to Cal doesn't know who he is and has just been returned to the life of a normal yeah. person. So Cal is the one who ultimately defeated Jaying. Yeah. And so Coulson's kind of spot, potential spot as father to Daisy is kind of wide open, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's all you really need to know going into this episode to remember from one thing the that I like about season. this season is that it's the first season to introduce, and there's got to be a name for this, I think, in um, TV writing because a lot of shows do this, but and the ones that I'm thinking of specifically are Buffy the Vampire Slayer, this Fringe, and Mythic Quest. What, where, the, where there'll be an episode in the season, and in some show cases, in the case of Fringe and Mythic Quest, it's always the same number episode in the season, where they do an experimental episode, mm. um, like in Mythic Quest, episode five of both seasons 
is a completely format breaking episode. Fringe did it as well with the musical episode and the animated episode. And they, I think, I can't remember which episode number it is. I think it's in, it might be episode 11 from season two onwards. Episode 11 or 10 or whatever it is of every season of Fringe is an experimental episode. And mm. it's something that some showrunners introduce to keep things. It's a little bit like when you see tech companies. It's some interest. Yeah. Where the tech companies will let developers have a, like a funded private project which actually isn't necessarily even going to be commercialized mm. but it's just to keep just to get the creative juices going well they start doing that on agents of shield with this season where they'll have an episode where maybe it's set in an environment that's different or will concentrate on some minutiae mm. of the show um like for example and, and i love the way that a lot of shows do different like, like mythic quest what they do is they'll have one episode each season that's set in a different decade Mm -hmm. so for example there's a character in the show played by f murray abraham who is the writer for the company and there's one episode you see of him there's one episode where it's just him in the 70s for the Mm -hmm. whole episode and it's like his backstory and there's an episode they do with um i think you you actually saw a bit of this because you were working when i was watching it but it's this one episode that's set in the 90s and it's the mother from how i met your mother and jack johnson or Jake Johnson, like the guy whose name I can remember. Jake Johnson yeah. from New Girl. Yeah. yeah. It's there a couple and they... Jake Johnson's a singer. Yeah, and, they, and that's why I always get them mixed up because yeah. it's a similar name. And it's just a story of this couple who developed this video game and their relationship over about a two or three year period and how it falls apart. And then in the second season, and it's, just, it's completely unconnected to the show, and you're like, what the hell? And then in the second season, like about th- 25 episodes later... This character comes into it, and you're like, oh, this is from that thing, right. you know. That's and cool. it's it's nice when shows kind of and and I think that yeah, you see that, and that's something that I remember when I think of season three of Agents of Shield, I think of them starting to um, grow past their format mm. in a good way. Yep, but, I'm uh, just excited to get moving with it. it. Yep. Okay, so what we're going to do, in case uh, anybody's forgotten in the in the interim, is that we will watch the episode and then we'll come back and we'll do a no-spoiler discussion of it. Um, but if we do get to any spoilers, they will be prefaced extremely clearly. So we shall see you shortly. Bye-bye. This podcast you're listening to, pretty good, isn't it? Only problem is, it's about halfway through. Pretty soon, it'll be over. And then what are you going to do? Well, if you're a fan of this show, why not head over to wearepodsyndicate.com and subscribe to our brand new feed, Pod Syndicate The Bonus Shows. Every week, your hosts from Beyond the Neon, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, Film Bastards, His Film, Her Movie, and What's On Tap will be dropping bonus shows right onto that feed. These shows might be collaborations and crossovers, or they might be archive episodes, interviews, one-offs, and other treats from across the Pod Syndicate network. So, prepare yourself for the inevitable disappointment of this Pod Syndicate show ending by heading to wearepodsyndicate.com and clicking on The Bonus Shows. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Pod Syndicate podcast. And we are back. So, we have just finished watching the first episode of Season 3 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hannah, could you please remind me what the name of that episode was? Um, It's called Laws of Nature. Okay, so we've just finished watching the episode Laws of Nature. Hannah, initial impressions? Um, my initial impression was I wanted to watch episode two because hmm. I was enjoying it so much and I didn't want it to finish and it wasn't long enough and I loved it and bring it on, come on, season three. That's my opinion. Okay. 
What about you? Yeah, it's um, it's just I'd forgotten just what an entertaining show it is. I mean, mm. it's it's funny how it, it feels like it's the it's the last of the '90s sci-fi shows, even though it wasn't made in the '90s. Yeah, you know that kind of that simple enjoyment that you get from um, a really good ensemble with a really good writing staff and the scope that these long seasons give you. You know, um, it's uh, I've said before, it's 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 at risk of becoming uh, a lost art form in a lot mm. of ways. Yeah, um, and I think that this is a, a great contemporary. I mean, Hannah and I rewatched the pilot of Fringe recently. And again, to make that that sort of comparison for like probably the fiftieth time, it's it feels like uh, like Fringe. It's another one of those shows that exists in that great tradition of shows like, um, you know, like the X Files, yeah, and uh, Star Trek and Buffy, and even it's just fabulous. You know, and, and even you know, although I'm not a fan of those shows, even like you know the CSI shows and things like that, just well produced. I've, I've never ever you know, seen network. CSI ever, uh, and um, I've I've seen a few of them. It's not for me, but it's the appeal is similar, you know. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's just it's nice to go back to that. But you know, a show like Fringe, that's sort of contemporary enough that you know it's in widescreen. It was shot in HD. It's hit- not. Sorry. It's not aesthetically dissimilar to what's on TV right now, mm. but it has that about it, you know? I'd have to say, as much as I really enjoyed watching Watchmen, and that's one of my favourite runs of TV, of a series of TV ever, um, I have really missed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm so pleased to get back to it. Um, if anything, the Sorbet you know, uh, break has taught me that I just want to power on through. Well, that's what sorbets do, Mm-mm. you know. Um, but it, it's just, for me, this season, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of fun things that are going to happen and fun, dramatic, full on, whatever, um, from what I can remember. Um, but as a season opener, I thought it was exceptionally strong. I think a big thing about this season as well is that you really see... Um, I mean, it happened in the last season, but what what's paying off already in season three, and you can see that just from this episode, is how solidified the cast additions in season two have become. Mm. It's kind of... It's not until you come back to them that you're like, oh, actually, I really like Mac and Bobby and Hunter because... Obviously, they came late to the show Yeah. Uh, compared to the core cast. There was always that slight kind of, oh, who are these guys? And I think that what you see when you start and the, the second season that they're all in is just how much they are now an organic part of the show mm-hmm. and how much they're found as characters. And I think also the beginning of season two is so jarring because the transition from season one to two is such a big jump that it's actually quite nice that from the end of season two to the beginning of season three is very organic like there's rather than it being the seismic like months shift between well it is they do say several months have occurred yeah but since since you went into the but less time between seasons two and three in terms of time elapsed yeah than seasons one and two. Well, I think what this show does is I think it plays in real time. So I think that the gaps between the seasons are the gaps between the seasons. Really? Yeah. So I think that if you 
the if the show it went seems, off the air, it seems more seamless to like, me like, than seasons one. Like and the two. show starts up in September, and um, they finish running around, I think May or June, mm. and I get the feeling with Shield and a lot of network show dudes. Buffy does this as well because Buffy always would have it would be summer break, summer break. You yeah. know, is that the time the show's been off the air? It's in their world in their world it's continued mm. you know time's just sort of run on but we've just sort of returned to it but I think that the the, the thing that I got mainly it does it feels smoother though surely you would agree I can't remember enough to, to sort of I mean, season, I'll take your word for it season two for me like as much as it was less jarring on rewatch the first time I saw it was like well, loads of new characters were introduced. Well, it was just, it had gone from one thing to a completely different thing. I didn't know half the people that were in it. It felt like the feeling of the well, team yeah, oh, no, was I, really I agree different. with that. I mean, it was, it was a bigger change, but I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much of that I put down to time as much as just the fact that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. had fallen. Uh, they were on the run. So the entire format and ensemble of the show changed mm. between season one and two. Um, whereas... Really, apart from um, you know Simmons disappearing into the obelisk and May, it may not be uh, a May sort of you know going rogue, being on um, quote Max holiday. Yeah, um, you know nothing's really changed mm. between the, the two seasons. Um, but uh, well, anyway, should we get into it? Should we get into the, uh, the yeah. aforementioned uh, minutia? I have uh, I have some notes. Yep, more okay. than usual for a Shield <laughs> episode. Well. Um, so we start off with a scene of um, uh, sort of meta-human uh, shit-hitting the fan mm-hmm. uh, and sort of an out-of-control... human, not meta-human. No, no, I know, I know. But, well, it's... Yeah, whatever. Um, so we see an out-of-controlling human, um, basically, who's clearly just sort of um, being... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, activated. Activated, yes. And, and you have that tableau of the fish oil capsules on the kitchen bench spilled over onto the floor there's a bit of a mess everywhere to convey that there's been some kind of metamorphosis um there is obvious um uh signs of pterogenesis there's a like a um not a chrysalis like a Whatever the shell is that like a sort of an an ashy husk an ashy husk (laughs) yeah and um well, we see um, some SAS style, uh, you know, fatigue clad uh, commandos yep. uh, trying to take him down. Um, we get a bit of hero music as Quake uh, appears, arrives in uh, kick-ass mode. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's full Daisy now. You know, she said mm-hmm. that that's the name she's going by. Well, we will hear later. Uh, and I like the fact that she's got she's got her own theme now. It's only two or three notes. Yeah, but I remember that from later episodes. It's like they're like, okay, this is a superhero show. We've got to. You know, she's going to be yeah. a superhero. She's got to have a theme. The impression that you get is that they've spent their summer looking for humans, and they're going so to love it. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to spirit them away to safety. Yeah. Um, and we, um, they pop them into what always reminds me of um, the Great Glass Elevator from Willy Wonka. Yeah. You know, from from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, you know where you've got this thing that goes off to the sky, and you've got your typical kind of like bantery shield stuff going on, where it's kind of like, oh, you know, 
I figure at least my day can't get any weirder, and then you know, yeah, he gets fired, he gets fired up into the he gets sky, fired into the sky, um, and yeah. um, he gets hit by the plane, and we we get the we um, see the big fuck off jet, yeah, in the sky. and you get the Agents of Shield theme. And what you what's happening here? And this is a classic Whedon thing. Is basically it's like a reintroduction of the show. Yeah, it's like an opening credit sequence where you've got all the characters doing their thing. Um, you've got the theme from the show playing. You've got some cool special effects. Um, you've got you know. Bit of a bit of bands, a bit of blue for the dead, um, and it's it just feels very much like the and Whedon does this a lot. Although this isn't a Whedon show from a day to day perspective, is it's the almost like the getting the band back together sequence. Yeah. Whilst although they are back together, they're being they're back together for the audience, hmm. and the pre credit sequence on this is a very much a okay. The show's been away for a few months. We're going to remind you why you like this, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what it does very well, and, yeah. and that's what the Bond films and the Indiana Jones films and all these films that are kind of top loaded. The whole do, thing's you know. almost like an opening credit, isn't it? Mm. It is. It's a classic kind of cold open pre credit sequence. Yeah, and um, so we see the the lady boss character um, with who, um, who has the sharp bob always. The very the Henry and June haircut. The, the accomplished woman always has a very sleek bob with a fringe. Yeah, it's the Evangeline Lilly kind Who of bangs look. if yeah. you're American. Yeah. Um, it's um, <laughs> I just always think of the Eddies. I think, well, you know, British people and American people do things differently. It's like you know, um, we say uh, you say herb, we say herb because it's spelt with a fucking H. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so the the big mystery that the um, the the Shield team, the agents of Shield, you could say, mm-hmm. have got is who is running this Black Ops group because yeah. they what they've what they've uh, intuited is that it isn't Hydra, hmm. um, and you know, and I think at the very beginning of the episode when they first appear, I think you're you're almost meant to think that it's Shield, yeah, you know, for a moment. That's a kind of like the the, the trick that they're and playing. And when you see that sharp-looking woman, you see Coulson kind of undercover in the crowd, yeah, taking shots, take, taking notes, basically, like trying to work out who who this is because he doesn't know no. either. No, mm. and um, we see a Bobby. Um, go to talk and she's kind of clarifies the whole Barbara Bobby thing as well yeah. it's almost as though I think over the summer someone's the, gone why are you called Bobby well no the writers were going into the chat rooms and Facebook and we're like oh, yeah a lot of people are like really confused by what her fucking name is um, so uh, she goes to talk to old Melty Man and um, I think it's nice his that, official name and it's funny I'm not sure how I feel about this where you've got characters where they he mentions his partner as being male mm. and it's it's odd how I've seen when when they do this, I've seen mixed reactions to it, and I'm not going to include homophobic reactions because they don't count because mm. they shouldn't even be discussed mm. uh, or given airtime. But there's this feeling that if you just say a character's gay and don't show them and do anything with it, that it's lip service, that it's pointless. Mm. And I'm not gay, um, so I feel like I probably shouldn't have too much of an opinion on this. But there are other examples of this, like in um, Endgame where they're at that um, kind of Survivor's Anonymous meeting and there's a character talking, played by the director of the film, talking about... Going oh, in the, in the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Star Trek Beyond, you see that Sulu has a husband. Yeah. And my feeling, and I'm probably being naive about this, and I'm happy to be corrected about this, is 
how can that be negative? Hmm. Because it's normalising and it's... It is just it's making it every day, and it should be. They're just saying it, yeah. you know. Um, but again, on the one hand, um, I get the counter argument that well, they could probably be doing more. Um, but I also then understand—is it representation or is it yeah tokenism? Tokenism. Yeah. But then I also th- understand that this is not a cable show or mm. a streaming show. This is a network show which is sponsored by advertising, and most of that advertising comes from Middle America. So. So they have to dial it back. And then then I swing back to the other way of, well, this is probably as much as they can do, so it's a good step. And I think there's a complexity to, to that. Well, but- it, it, would, it would be nice to get the opinion of the LGBTQIA plus crowd. Yeah. Well, I don't think you'll get one opinion. No, I, I know. But, like, is it tokenism or is it representation? Yeah. Um, because, you know... It's my chair. That's oh, squeaking. sorry, I'm sorry. Thought, uh, it's okay. I can't. I can't. Do no, 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 no. no. It. I, I, I did not know what it was. Every time I gesture, it's doing yeah, it. Yeah. I can't talk too much about it. I'm a, I'm a cis white female. Uh, um, you know, I'm straight. I, I don't have any. Um, I don't have any say if this is, if this is tokenism or, or um, representation. It would be lovely to know, though, because from from how I see it, it's nice to see just a kind of very like they make they make mention of I used to have a secret, I've built this life. Um, so it does inform the character, you know, a little da, bit. Da, da, da. but but it's nice to see that it's just not a big deal. Yeah, in the same way that it's one of the reasons I love Shit's Creek because the fact that there's you know, pansexual, bisexual, um, gay, straight, whatever characters in there is mm. just not a big deal. And no it's, drama comes out of that situation. No, it, it's, uh, it doesn't inform... Uh, but I think it's worth mentioning, and I think this is something that I can say as a straight white man, because this isn't about sexuality as much as just the practicality and economics of television, is that it's not, it's not, the, you, you, it's not the same playing field for a network TV show from 2015 mm. as it is a cable show in 2021. So you can't apply the same judgmental metric to those two things. But yeah, so I, but that, that was just something that I noticed. Was, tangent, was, was on the one hand, it, I had that entire thought process. I was like, oh, that's nice. He didn't need to be gay, but he is. And then I thought, oh, but then again... You know, yeah, it's 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 funny you say that actually because like, um, at the moment I am just rewatching and rewatching Big Bang Theory, and it's not because it's my favourite TV show in the world or anything like that. Um, I think there there's some deeply problematic things in it, but um, for me it's extremely comforting when I am struggling mentally. Um, it's familiar, familiar wallpaper, isn't it? But well, sitcoms, sitcoms are all about stereotypes. Yeah. Now. that's the whole. That's part of the storytelling. And and given that I can't uh, walk and do things that I want to do and participate how I would in general everyday life, I am finding solace in it. Yeah. But there was an episode I watched today, and uh, Mike, you said to me, "Oh, isn't this funny that they mentioned bromance and." BFFs 
when those words were probably created around that time. Yeah, like the and, joke was just the use of yeah, those words. Yeah, and I just hadn't thought about that. Like, to me, it was just like, it seemed like a really strange old reference. Like, people thought that the word bromance was funny. But what you got to remember is those early Big Bang, bang episodes, that was 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, a, that was like a decade and a half ago. Yeah. It was a, I mean, think about how different the world was five years ago. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, multiply that shit by three. It's just, you know. Yeah. It just, it it surprised me that I hadn't thought about the fact that, yes, this probably was when the word was coming out. A bit like, you know, the Budweiser advert, when that was all, you know, yeah, what's well, up and yeah, all that. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like the, the, um, the, the early episodes of Big Bang, a lot of the jokes are literally just that they're geeks. Yeah. Which now, when you look at that, and we live in this world where we all exist in social media, which is essentially a geek ecosphere. Yeah. Um, that seems insane. It really, um, it really but does. I, I remember going to um, science fiction conventions that were like in hotel function rooms. Mm. You know, it was literally a bunch of fans would book a hotel room, have a whip around to get a few people who were involved in the show to come. Often they'd come for free because... They just wanted to kind of give something back to this this fan community. And how amazing! Um, and, they? and and that was it. That was how they would. I mean, I remember going to a Star Trek convention, and there were like you know, cast and writers and stuff, and you know they were turning up in taxis, and they got there and they're like, well, what do we do? And they're like, I don't know. Do you want to just walk around and just talk to people? You know, there was no infrastructure to it yeah. at all. Yeah. Whereas now it's this. Um, it's a big thing. You've got like you know. Um, Corporate-looking people in you know skirt suits with Bluetooth ear- earpieces running around with clipboards. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a completely you know different world. Um, but yeah, so so what we, what you're getting in these scenes is um, basically Daisy is like the olive branch because they figure well, the, obviously you know people think well Shield aren't they evil because they're actually Hydra. And they know that it looks just a little bit fascisty when you're sort of scooping people up and spiriting them away. So they're like, well, okay, well, you've been through this. You can be the, no, it's okay, you know, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, and they talk a little bit about how they feel that Lincoln could be a really useful asset in that capacity as well. Because mm-hmm. he's even more kind of, you know, our shucks than, than Sky, than yeah. Daisy. You yeah. Know? And... Um, so um, I, I like the uh, I like the bit where Hunter's talking about being uncomfortable, and uh, Coulson's like, "Well, I wouldn't want to make you uncomfortable." And then pulls his arm off, and it's like <laughs> that really reminds me. There's an episode of Angel that's written by Marissa Tankerowen and Jed Whedon, where there's this um, the, the, the there's this villain character Reese, and he's, he's in the entire run of the show, and he's a bit like Spike. He ends up being a um, he ends up being a good guy, basically, by the end of it. Mm. But there's this one bit where he gets his arm ch- chopped off and um, and this goes just really bad for themselves. And he's got this shit mannequin's hand. He's like, oh, why don't I play a tiny violin for you for you with my frigging plastic hand? <laughs> <laughs> and it just completely called, called back to like this, uh, made me think of this. Um, so basically, um, the she talks about um, the Inhumans as well. And so what we're seeing now is the canonizing of this term, you know, and mm. Inhumans were, that was a comic book series uh, in Marvel that ran for years. There was the one season show um, that ran concurrent to uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Inhumans. 
Um, that was starring Anson Mount, who plays Pike in Star Trek. That was meant to be fucking terrible, from what I've heard. And there was going to be the movie Inhumans as well, but that got pulled because they got, I think I've mentioned before, they got X-Men back. Yeah. And Inhumans was always going to be, it was going to be the MCU's kind of stealth X-Men film. Yeah. But then when they got X-Men back, they were like, fuck it, let's just recast. Well, it's kind of like six one half dozen the other. Yeah. 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 So, um... It's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting to see what they uh, what they're going to do. Mm. Um, so, so one of the things that they reference as well is that um, the world is very twitchy after Sokovia, after the events of Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, and you know, th- th- they they're the events that will kind of cascade through the MCU for quite a while. Yeah. And um, the reason they mention that is that um, that's why they're having to spirit away these sort of these potentially humans um, because um, they're much more likely to experience persecution. Yeah. You know? Uh, and, and again, you can see here how they are kind of like the X-Men in that regard. It's very much the Coulson... Uh, well, no, Daisy really is kind of like being Professor X. Professor X, yeah. So the question here is, um, you know, who's going re- to who's gonna replace her mother as the Magneto, as the yeah. uh, Malcolm X to her Martin Luther King, you know. And um, we also learned that it's been months since Simmons vanished into the monolith and we get a little bit of sort of mention of the fact that um, that um, Fitz is, you know... Has Indiana been, Jones. Yeah, he's been sort of... Yeah, exactly. He's been, he's been sort of like tirelessly working to try and find the sort of the Rosetta Stone so to speak. But I kind, I kind of love that he's Indiana Jones because I think um, that shows a real growth from from how he started in season one to where he is at, at the beginning of yeah. season three. Like, he's gone from this extremely knowledgeable but very scared scientist. And he is still scared as well. Of it's course just he that, is. You know, love but, is a powerful motivator, isn't it? It's not just love. He's had two seasons of extraordinary things happened to him yeah. you know he nearly died he's been to the bottom of the sea he's been um you know oh god shot at stabbed all kinds of stuff he's had to be in these situations where he's had to lie try and kill people arm to arm to arm combat yeah, you're, you're gonna nut up a little bit aren't you exactly so i like the fact that 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 where you meet him in season three is where he really is. He's, okay, yes, he's heartbroken that that Simmons has vanished and he wants to find out where she's gone, but instead of being at the mercy of people who can strong-arm the villains into telling them, he has... Uses his own skills. Well, he's got the abilities to be able to outwit them. Yeah. So he wouldn't have thought of... Putting himself in a situation where he puts a light bomb well, he's, on he's, some people and he, runs out into a car. He's, he's kind of Andy defraining them a little bit. Yeah. You know, he's using the skills that he has to, to sort of get around that. And it's funny as well how you mentioned Indiana Jones because, and I would never have thought of this until the rewatch, how much Indiana Jones runs through Agents of Shield. Oh, it does. And, and I think it's because a lot of it. Is based Especially in, seasons two and three, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think because so much of it is around, you know, that that archaeological, um, folklorish mm. um, stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it sort of comes up again and again. So we see it's been months. Um, we see the. We learn about how the uh, the 
the Terragen has been in the fish oil. So we see Fitz out in the field in Morocco, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't go to Morocco in a TV series without ending up with a bag on your head <laughs> at some point. Indeed. Do you reckon they just have them in their jackets? Yeah, They're like, yeah. guys, back oh, time. Oh, we can't show them where yeah. we're going. <laughs> yeah. Um, even in Star Wars, even in like in Rogue One, yeah. when they're on a sort of sandy planet, they end up with bags on their heads. It's just like, um, this is, you know, never a bag shortage. Just the way um, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, you talk about your cultural stereotypes. <laughs> so we see that there's a bit of tension going on between Bobby and Hunter. And um, you think it's because they're fighting initially, but then you realise that actually they are deeply in love now. Yeah. The the. Uh, the kind of revelations they had at the end of season two have stuck. Yeah. And it was funny because I wasn't, I was struggling to remember the specifics. Well, of the I've remembered season. far more so, season three than you have. So sure. I was thinking, no, no, season two, I mean, like the end of season Oh, sorry. Around. I mean, season two. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, uh, and I was thinking, well, is it just that he, he's still holding a grudge for all of the subterfuge? Mm. But then, um, you know, obviously, you know, we'll learn later on in the episode what it actually mm. is. But, the reason I mention that is, um, what is it with the show? And previously, is it the beginning of seasons? Like during the season, they'll have them. Oh, yeah. But between seasons, forget when it. When you they, need them. They really expect you to have done your homework and be ready for the season. And we've said that before about, like, certainly when we've gone into later seasons, certainly from... Season five. Season I'm, five to season six. We were like, what the fuck? Is good? No, yeah. And it's beginning of season seven as well. We were like, what the fuck? Who's that? There was a lot of, like, shit, let's Google what happened to them and mm. who, like, how did they end up there? And they don't do that thing that a lot of TV shows do as well, where they're like, well, well, Jane, as you know... When I was trapped in amber, I, yeah. you know, it's... No, not at all. No. It's it's like fucking remember it it's, or it's, be dead. It's, and I think yeah. part of that, and I say this actually as a compliment, I think is the relative inexperience of the showrunners. I mean, they're really young, or they were young when they did this. And I think that it's as though they just didn't realise that you were supposed to do that. You know? I like the fact that they haven't done That's that. That's what I'm saying. It's positive. Yeah. Is the fact that it's... It, it, it's better than some cynical old, like hack producer mm. who feels that they have to like treat it almost like kitchen nightmares, where they tell you what happened ten minutes ago. Yeah, I I sort of feel like it promotes um, someone going back and going, well, what did happen to this person? Like, I mean, I've I've watched Agents of Shield, I've watched it in its entirety once, but I've gone back and watched various episodes. Um, I might have watched selected episodes more than once. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I've watched right through start to finish as a rewatch. Yeah. And I've had to go back and Google uh, various names because I can remember something happens, but I can't for the fucking life of me remember One of the stylistic things of this show, and this is very much a network TV show, is usually what happens is you'll have the pre-credit sequence you'll have the credits and then usually there'll be a walk and talk scene. Yeah. And they usually throw a huge amount of information at you about what's happened in the past, mm. what's happening now, and a little bit of foreshadowing about what's going to happen. Yeah. So if you tune out for just a minute at oh, that point screwed. in the episode, yeah. um, you're fucked. Yeah. So it's almost as though what, what I need to try and remind myself to do is after the opening credits, be like, right, okay, come on. 
you know, splashing water on my face, kind of like, <laughs> let's go, Mike. You're really going to take this in. Yeah. And um, so, um, so what we see here then is that uh, Fitz is looking for a parchment um, that will give him some information. Um, we get the we're, we're cutting between here and Daisy getting suggestions that Lincoln speaks to the Inhuman. Uh, that they've just found, and mm-hmm. um, she's saying, "Look, you know, he doesn't want any part of this life anymore." Yeah, um, you know, it's a tough sell to try and get him back on board. I think it's interesting as well that Colson's not wearing a suit anymore. Have you noticed he's wearing jeans and he's got like a? Oh, I didn't realize he's, he's in casual attire now. Yeah, uh, and that's just him moving forward in the show. I think mm. um, we learned that they found the Lady Boss character, and they do the train. Uh, there's the, the double fake out on the train where they mm. find out that there's there's like a, a 40 minute period of her day where she's alone on a train and they're yeah. like, oh great. And they kind of like Hunter and Colson kind of smugly wander up and she's like, ha the fucker has become the fucky. The fucky. <laughs> I'm of... and, and part of me was really disappointed. I thought that they were going to be like, aha, well the fucky is the fucker again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, part of me was super disappointed that they hadn't realised that that was like a total trap. Mm. Like part of me was like, come on, you guys are better than that. You know this. that this is... Well, ridiculous. they put Hunter on it, though, so, I mean, you know, what are you going to get? Um, we learn that her Shut name up. is... up, I love Hunter. We, 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 I know, but he's not, he's not the smartest guy in the, in the room. No. Um, we learn that her name is Rosalind. Yeah. Um, we're cutting between this and, um, you know, I love the way how, how a good cop, bad cop, um, Mac and... Jeez, no, Mac and Daisy are being... You know the fact that, and I kind of feel like Mac fucks it up With a few Logan. times in his episodes, yeah. where they're trying when they're trying to talk to Logan, and when they're talking to the Inhuman guy at the beginning of the episode, where you know she'll be getting through to them, mm. and um, and he goes, all he's all like, "Listen up, you twat!" <laughs> like, yeah, the world's going to hell in a handcart. Yeah, 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 come yeah. on. And she's all like, you know, we should, we should go out for a pint after this. <laughs> um, you have very beautiful eyes. <laughs> It's a Blake Books episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen up, <laughs> asshole. You know, you're not going to get out Has anybody ever told you you've got a very beautiful eyes? <laughs> um, I love that episode. It's so good. And then he's like, enough of this nonsense. I'm going to put a chair across the back of your head. You know, we should all, after this, we should all go. <laughs> go for a pint. Yeah, we should go for a, a, a snifter. Um, <laughs> But they go and visit Lincoln, who is an orderly in a hospital now, just like any any bland uh, sort of um, pseudo suitor from a Joss Whedon show. Mm. Um, You've got a real thing about Logan. No, the one I forget. <laughs> I, I keep comparing him to Riley and Buffy, but he's not. He's 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 even worse than that. He's remember Ben, the male version of Glory, who was the, he's got that kind of bland Rachel Green boyfriend kind of vibe about him that like you know certain characters in 90s television were, were wont to do yeah. we, we basically get the sense that there's, there's what well, we learn because um, Rosalind thinks that it's Coulson or at least claims that she is that there's a third party at work here and, who, and it kind of works for both of them that they're in the same place at the same time when they get the call that something bad's happening yeah um, so they know they're bullshitting. It, it gives a bit of trust to each other yeah. that that they don't know what's going yeah, this, on, this, and so, potentially um, there's a third party out there that neither of them know about, and blah blah blah. Yeah, there's this mutual credibility and created that, there. That like it, it's a good thing that needs to happen. Yeah. And then what we see is we get an attack from a big spiky demon dude mm-hmm. who looks straight out of a Whedon show. Yep. Um, 
we, we get a, we, we which get, I'll have more to say on later. Yes, um, we get a a crack from uh, uh, Mac is continuing his wisecracking uh, sort of. Uh, side line where he talks about how he needs some kind of shotgun axe combination which I'll um, say more on later yep um, there's a, I don't know what that word is there I've obviously been fucked by autocorrects because he says Escalen train um, so uh, yep I have no idea yep uh, uh, one of the influences on this episode visually is um, the and this would have been out around the time and a lot of sci-fi shows did this is the video game Portal and the idea on this video game is that you're running around shooting people like you do in all video games, but you can create these portals where you, you, you can throw a power and it creates like a circle in the door in the wall and you can jump through it and appear somewhere else right. and come through. And a lot of the... You that think was, the, the circles that they show yeah, like that? it was right. a really fashionable thing at the time because portal was just the fucking big thing in, yeah. in the video game world at the time. And watching that now, it's like... I went and looked at the air date of the episode while it was on. I'm like, oh, yeah, that puts it right at the time that Portal mm. came out. And um, so we see Hunter going... Hunter mentions that, he's, mentions that he's going to go after Grant. So we get the sense... We learn that this tension between uh, Bobby and Hunter isn't what we thought it was. Mm. Um, and we... we uh, uh, One nice little MCU reference is when we see the presidents. And this is where we learn what's actually going on with these black ops, where basically we see that since Sokovia, there's been a politicisation against the other, you know, yeah. uh, an offshoot of the theme of the last season. But it's nice because Sadler, of course, played the president um, in Iron Man 3. Um, I'll just always think of him as the dude from Shawshank. I, I, to me, he's the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted. I, you know. I just think of him doing the... You know, oh, yeah. when he's singing to um, uh, Hank Williams yeah. in I got the to library feel out of blue. Yeah. <laughs> Since my baby went away. <laughs> but um, the but uh, and he also um, appeared in he was in Ant Man as the president as well. And yeah. it's funny how we haven't seen him since. There's been no reference to the president in like yeah. in Endgame or any of those. And I think part of that was as we moved into the Trump administration. Mm. It's as though, you know, the uh, th- those fucking hippie liberals, that it's as though they just didn't want to go there. It was too close to reality. Well, it's, and, it's too divisive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, given the state of the world right now, it's way too divisive. Mm. This isn't like back in the glory days of the 90s where you could have Morgan Freeman playing a black president when there hadn't even been a real black president. Yeah. president you know, whereas now it's just... And the, the, that view's changed as well. I mean, I mean in the UK... The the prime minister has never been seen as a heroic figure. I mean, if you look at a film like Air Force One, mm. you know, in America they at least used to um, deify their president to the point where he could conceivably be played by Harrison Ford and be the lead character in an action film. Of course, you, know, you ain't getting fucking. You know, Tony Blair wasn't wasn't being wasn't telling people Ew. to get off his plane. Um, and I think that what you've seen is that those real world elements the idea that in the MCU there's a president and it's a fictional president I think that they've just thought it's too complicated because we've talked before I mean Hannah mentioned this the other night when we were were, I can't believe it was but we were talking about DC or something and about how in DC they've got fictional cities Yeah. you know you've got Metropolis you've got Gotham you've got Star Mm. City whereas like in um you know, in Marvel, it's it's New York, it's Boston. They they, they live in these what real the places. What are we watching? Um, I don't think we're watching anything. I think we're just having a conversation. Mm. Um, but um, 
and I think that by having a fictional president in Marvel, when the cities are real, you start getting into this weird area of like, well, where does this exist in reality? Yeah. And I think it's easier to just push that completely to the side. Mm. And I think that's what they've done because the you did see William Sadler popping up as the president a few times. Mm. But I think once you started getting to the, the more politicised MCU films, like particularly like Civil War and um, Age of Ultron and Infinity War, mm. um, it just starts to get a bit fucking messy. Yeah. If you if you have all that stuff there. Yeah. And and it's easier to just but, but, but and also when you're dealing with you know pan galactic things, it seems kind of silly. I love how you make me sound way more intellectual than I am when you're like, oh, we were just talking about it and you came up with this really good point. No, but you did. You were talking, you were mentioning that about you. You you were saying that you. I can't even fucking remember. You were saying that that's one of the things you didn't like about DC was the fact that they fictionalised the world. I, yeah, I like. It's not something I like, but I can't even remember the argument. Like, it wasn't an argument. Jesus. Or or conversation, should I say. Not that we have Okay, well, you can't remember us having this conversation at all. <laughs> no, I, well, vaguely, but I can't remember why we were having it. Oh, no, neither can I, but I mean, mm. that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. Not, not that I can't remember it in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Hunter's going after Grants. We see Sadler as the president. We learn about the ATCU, which is this task force that Sadler's put together, basically just to try and, um, you know, subdue these inhumans. I know what it was. What was it? We were watching Hawker. Hawkeye. Hawker. Hawker. <laughs> um, Hawkeye. And uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but there was a lot happening within the city. Yeah. And I was saying to you that I found it easier to relate to being a, a city, city that okay, I could yeah. envisage yeah. And, and, and personally that I've been to. Um, yeah. More oh my god, it's Hooker! Oh my god, it's Hooker! It's the bug! <laughs> it's so weird to Hooker. Oh my god, it's Hooker! Um. <laughs> <laughs> we, we learn from Fitz basically the impression that you get is that Colson and everybody have been kind of humouring Fitz in his attempts to rescue uh, Simmons yeah um, and but they all have kind of given up on her in many ways yeah and what and they said originally he was like you know oh it's she's actually physically inside there but you're still thinking about okay <laughs> I'm sorry I love you <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> I but, love that you make me laugh. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but now what he's saying is that he feels like it's a black hole. There's actually a, a, a portal, <laughs> yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. To, and uh, it's a, a liminal space to another, another land, another yeah. world. You know? yeah. He and, doesn't uh, think that she's gone. She's just in a different dimension. Yeah. And you, you, I always get the feeling that... Um, one because uh, Colson's saying, Look, you've got to let it go, but really, you get reading between the lines. It's like, Is he talking about May here, or mm. is he talking about because he's got his own emotional shit going on, you know? But then, of course, Fitz gets the scroll that says a Hebrew word that translates to death, yeah. 
Um, He's Hebrew for Emma Gerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hieroglyph for Emma Gerd. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to put it on my gravestone. Emma Gerd, Emma Gerd. Uh, Emma Gerd, dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure our children will love it. <laughs> Mom, this was a this was like a meme for a while. It's like my mind's like, what's up? Mike's dead. Okay. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so basically Fitz says that he thinks it's a black hole uh, and that it's the Hebrew for death and yeah. um we, we learn that May's gone as well, and, um, and he it, goes... And that really convincing fits to accept that that she's gone and there's nothing... Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here. Stop it. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Right. Okay. Emma Gert, stop okay. this. Um, so you see Fitz punching a rock. <laughs> <coughs> okay, game face. Go yeah. You're good. Okay. Fitz is punching a rock. Yes. It's very serious. Yes, it's Very is. serious. <laughs> um, yeah, and so he, he wants to think that she is in a parallel universe. Coulson has convinced him she's not. Well, you see, I disagree slightly with that assessment because I think that Fitz actually genuinely believes that she is in a parallel universe now. Well, yes, actually, I, 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 think I agree with you. But I think you. it's the boy who's cried wolf. I think that he's been coming up with all of his harebrained schemes to mm. try and keep her alive, and they've been humouring her. But now he has actually happened across it, and they're all like, all right, okay, mate, she's in a black hole. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, fucking, she really is. She, uh, uh, this time, I'm actually confident that this is the case, you know? Yeah, and... I I hundred percent agree with that because I think the reason he goes into the room with with the I want to say obelisk but what did they call it? Um, Stella, monolith. Monolith. I think that's a reference to two thousand one of space. Obviously, they've got this right. black bit of rock in that called the monolith. And- so the reason he goes in there is I feel like he's wanting a reaction. He wants to show Coulson and everybody else that that they're wrong, that yeah. there's something else going on here. So yeah. that's why he's punching it and going to yeah. town on yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree yeah. completely. And then we, we cut over to, um, we see Simmons on some kind of like um, quarry-ish um, topographical in environ. And, um, but then, and we see, it looks like she's being pursued mm. and she's injured. But then we pull back and we see that she's on what looks like a moon. Um, and we see what looks like a fucking Pink Floyd album cover kind yeah. of um, skyscape behind her. Yeah. Um, and the, it's, she's, it's in a, she's in a really kind of um, otherworldly, unnatural light yeah. as well. Uh, and that's where we finish. So, Hannah, any final thoughts, Jerry Springer star? Bring on episode two. I just can't wait to get into yeah. the season. Yeah, uh, yeah Bring likewise, it on. likewise. I have a couple of spoilers, so whenever you're ready. Okay, then. So, um, just to, uh, before we get into some spoilers, just a quick reminder 
uh, to go over to wearepodsyndicate.com and check out all of the other shows there. Uh, emails would be greatly appreciated, whether about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Watchmen, or just any other general geeky thoughts, feedback, questions, whatever you may have for us. Um, also, we are on social media, namely Instagram and Twitter, at rewatchproj. That's rewatch, P-R-O-J. Uh, and I... Th- oh, yes, YouTube. If you listen to us there, then please do subscribe and uh, give us likes or thumbs up or whatever the fuck it is you deviants do over there. Hannah, what's the episode we're going to be talking about next week? Uh, Season 3, Episode 2, Purpose in the Machine. Um, Synopsis says, Fitz and the team enlist the aid of an Asgardian to unlock the secrets of the ancient monolith that swallowed Simmons. And Agent May is at a crossroads in her personal and professional life. Nice, moving forward. Okay, well, um, what we will do is we it's will... It's directed by Kevin Tankeron, by the way. Oh, cool, okay. Um, uh, so what we will do is we will um, play a little bit of audio, and then if you have seen all seven seasons of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then return for a few minutes of spoilers. If not, we will see you next week. Yeah. I'm clearance level six. I know that... Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. Got the full report. Welcome to level seven. Sorry, that corner was really dark and I couldn't help myself. I think there's a bulb out. Okay, so Hannah, what you got? Okay, I have three spoilers. Say what you want about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first and most insignificant. Axe gun. Axe gun. (laughs) Yeah. Love it! I and, love and, the and, fact that this it is was foreshadowed. Of, yeah, because we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen that and re, we wouldn't have thought no. about that and remembered that. And no, they had decided at this point that they were going to give Mac an axe gun. Exactly, and they were just laying track for for it. So good on them. Okay, um, second spoiler: Rosalind. Yeah, she. I had forgotten that she is the woman who ends up being killed through the window by Ward. Oh, okay. Um, she ends up in a romantic relationship with Coulson. Oh, gosh. Killed through a hotel window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's her. Wow, gosh. Yeah. I tell you what, I must have been doing some pretty fucking hard liquor during this season. <laughs> I had forgotten that they got romantic, but I had all kinds of things trigger off when I saw her, and I, I confess I had to Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like her character and I was like oh fuck yes this yeah. is this is her these repressed memories yeah. uh, these neurons are... and also Lash like the the bad dude that yeah. we've seen is is May's husband yeah, yeah. like nobody knows that yet yeah. yeah very exciting I'm really excited to get into this season because there is there's a lot going on th- there's a huge amount the other thing on. is as well is that when we first saw this we, we saw it in real time and now we're watching it much quicker back to back. Yeah. Um, but also with by podcasting and writing notes and discussing it, we're much more kind of narratively entrenched in Far the show. Far more engaged with So it, I yeah. think that maybe this season will work better when it's not just a kind of casual watch kind of task. It's not a background thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think that... It's definitely phones down paying attention yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think there might be there might be treasure in those hills that I, yeah. that I didn't notice yeah. as much the first time because yeah. I was watching it differently you know yeah absolutely but, and um, can I just say a big apology if you hear squeaking throughout this episode 
the chair that I'm in to keep my leg elevated needs some major WD-40 or CRC mm. or whatever it is that you guys use to oil something. Well, and, and may I add that Hannah is podcasting with a broken leg and this is free, so fuck you guys if you've got a problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I, I feel like it sounds like there's a mouse in the background all the time. I'm yeah, very put sorry. The, put that mouse back in the house, pal. This is a family joint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's us for this week, guys. Um, we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.